a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra, and I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, uh, on the third floor of the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., there's a quote from Francis Bacon carved into the rotunda marble wall that says, reading maketh a full man, conference a ready man, and writing an exact man. It's a favorite quote of mine uh, that I usually kind of pull out of the bag when I'm in the company of writers. Uh, And I think I've probably even used it on the show uh, to introduce guests who have been authors of of books. Um, But today's guest, who does actually happen to be an author also, uh, he's directing all three of those sentiments to lead men to be more full, more ready, more exact, and really, uh, you know, more transformed uh, in all aspects of their lives. Uh, he's the founder of a new startup called Unravel, uh, which is a virtual and in-person uh, men's group uh, platform that connects men of faith uh, in a way that goes well beyond uh, your, uh, your garden variety uh you know, Bible study or, or church softball team um, with a very clearly stated goal of, and I'm going to quote here, of exploring significant growth through significant effort. I just, I love it. love it so much. Um, but as we'll hear today uh, um, from our guest today, Unravel is, is it's, it's, it's more than a program. It's more than a platform. You know, it's really kind of a process, uh, very thoughtfully organized, smartly structured, um, and as multidimensional as the areas of, of betterment uh, it, it affects. Uh, and all the smarts of Unravel don't come by accident, okay? Today's guest climbed his first mountain uh, as a successful investment banker, entrepreneur, uh, church planter, and author, as I mentioned earlier, of several books, uh, including uh, titles like Driving Business Value in an Uncertain Economy and Selling Your Business the Hard Way. Uh, so uh, we've got a we got a bit of an overachiever here on, uh, on the show. Uh, more importantly, and uh, what he's modeling now through Unravel, uh, he is a devoted husband of uh, 35 years, a father of two daughters, uh, a father-in-law of uh, the two great husbands of those two great daughters. Uh, and I would be willing to bet uh, he's a guy whose list of men who call him a friend as he walks arm in arm with them on their own journeys of progress. Uh, that list is probably about a mile long. So please welcome today's Man Up Man, Mr. Mark Jordan. Hey, Mark. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And wow, what an incredible introduction. I feel I feel encouraged and, uh, and, and really good after that. So thank you so much. I'm really excited to spend time with you. Well, the, the feeling is mutual, as I was saying before we, before, uh, the tape rolled, if you will. You know, I spent last night looking at Unravel and I just found myself getting deeper and deeper into it. It's just an incredible, um, as I said, I was struggling for the words, platform, process, program. And so I totally want to get into the origin story um, of it, which I'm sure you've now told hundreds of times. So uh, I was thinking to make it a little bit maybe more interesting for you, okay, to tell us more about it. Let's start with the name. 
Okay. Because I love the name. And, and, and as I was saying before, you know, the design of the whole thing, this, this, I'm sure there's a really cool, interesting metaphor behind unravel uh, that could maybe be the, the start of your, of your origin storytelling here. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And there, there is, and it's interesting, our framing verses for Unravel are Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, where from, from our perspective, there's this, um, there's this journey of disintegration and then reintegration that's occurring. And our, years ago, I read, um, it was a commentary on those passages. And in that commentary on that passage, uh, the, con- the the person writing the country, and I can't remember now who it was, used the word unravel you know, to reference this disintegration process. And it really, really stuck out to me is that's the journey that we're on. You know, it's a, it's a constant journey of becoming more aware of areas of our lives that we need to grow in and then sort of unraveling all of the junk that kind of led to that. Mm-hmm. And then partaking or participating in a reintegration process that then builds us and allows us to make progress. And ultimately one of our big mantras is progress, not perfection. You know, we're all striving and believe that God has called us to excellence and those verses. And then that word to us really, really captures that you have to unravel first before you can make the progress that God's called you to make. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. How, 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 how long has unravel been, percolating here? Was this something that's been in the works for, for years and, and, and you finally pulled the trigger on it? Yeah. Well, it, it, yes, kind of two parts to it. So about four or five years ago, we started the, the first alpha group and I had, I think it's maybe six guys in that first group. And it was a culmination of just all my years of being in groups and taking things that really, that I really enjoyed, that I really felt like were life-giving and then, then trying to eliminate the things that I didn't feel like were life-giving and then, and then marrying that with my friends and, and contemporaries and, and others who would weigh in on things they liked and disliked and tested it. And it was really turned out to be transformative. So then launched some beta groups and spent the next you know, three, three and a half years, four years, maybe just continuing to grow that. And over a hundred men went through. So that first iteration, and then a year ago, this past March, um, I formed the 501c3, you know, to really sort of put this thing, a stake in the ground and say, Hey, we really want to grow this now and really try to reach men all over the world. And so a year ago, uh, March is when the 501c3 was formed. Uh, but that was really, you know, sort of a byproduct of years of, of, of work and, and testing and, mm-hmm. you know, discovering what really lands well with men. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, one of the things I mentioned it in the intro, you know, just, and by the way, for everybody out there, myself included, who have been part of those garden variety Bible studies and church softball teams, like nothing wrong with that. That's great. No, right? that's yeah, great. Exactly. But, yep. but, you know, a differentiator that I see, and I'm sure you get this feedback is, you know, Unravel is very, it's very robust. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a, there's a lot of, of that goes, that goes into a lot of, you know, instruction, a lot of reading, a lot of assignments. How, where did that, where did the, sort of the rigor come from? Is that based in your own? I mean, you know, you spent a career and, you know, doing due diligence and buying and selling companies. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. Was that just kind of a natural approach that you wanted to take to unravel or where did the, where did the rigor of, of unravel come from? 
Yeah, so so first, Jeff, it came from this this idea, this experience I started to observe over the years that Christian men in general don't have a great reputation in the marketplace and reputation of excellence. And, and I'm not saying that everyone, it's just a broad statement that it's not like you look around and you talk to uh, business people and you go, hey, what what how, what group would you identify as, as really pursuing excellence? And it was really disturbing to me that that was the case. So th- that's data point one. Data point two is, and I love the opportunity when people ask that question to give credit to so many other people and organizations. So the second part is I've just taken from so many wonderful churches, men's groups, mentors, leaders. I've just taken pieces from those uh, over the years and, and sort of put all that together, looked at environments where, wow, this was a kind of running a marathon, you know, it's really difficult in the training, but when you do it, it feels so good. And just took all of that from all these different places and experiences that I had and, and put that together. And then I realized, or, or I saw a stat one time years ago that the average person reads less than a book a year. Hmm. Uh, and, and I was really struck by this. Well, there's so much out there. I'm not saying there's anything new in it. I mean, it's, you know, pretty much everything is a, you know, a recapitulation of the truth that we already know to be the case. It's just said in a way, the new ways of saying things and ways that land in way, land with a person uh, at a point in time that just, it just, it just hit them right. So that's what we really try to do is we're being great thinkers, uh, great writers, uh, great communicators, great theologians, a whole range into this environment to expose men to, to great thinking and then move them to great action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned the people that you bring into it and that's another very impressive, you know, you can always tell, you know, a lot about character by the company that people keep and boy, you know, these, and I don't know if you call them advisors or staff or whatever, but the men that you have assembled mm-hmm. around you here, I mean, you've got such a great range of, like you say, you've got writers, you've got actors, you've got business people. I mean, and they're all so sharp. I would imagine that when you guys, you know, get in a, a, either a real room or a virtual room that you just, there's, it's gotta be so, um, almost exhilarating just to the, the building that you can do off of each other, you know, and, and the direction yeah. that you're taking with unravel. Yeah, you're so, you're so right. And, and we, I'm so blessed and we are blessed at unravel to have an incredible national leadership team. And these are men that are devoting tremendous amounts of time and energy Uh, that are incredibly competent, that are on this continued journey in the pursuit of excellence. And I'm just so grateful for them. And and, and you're right. You know, if you walk with wise people, you grow wise. And having wise men like this that are part of helping lead and develop and grow and unravel is a real blessing. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about the faith part of unravel. You know, obviously you're 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 a man of faith. You've got a long history mm-hmm. with it. Um, <clears throat> there's there's um, the way you're you know you talk about it on the site. You know, you're very upfront about you know the spiritual journey and but but also you talk about oh I shouldn't say but and also you talk about that very holistic approach to yeah. men's you know betterment development whatever. Tell me a little bit about the people who come into unravel are they coming in with with a fairly strong kind of sense and and faith and, and relationship with jesus or are they coming in you know with purpose and 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 do they leave with 
more of that kind of kind of codified sort of faith strength, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, our, our desire, our goal, our focus is for this to be an open door to every man, regardless of where they're on their faith journey. That could be non-existent all the way to been active for decades. So it doesn't matter where they're at. We want them to feel like they can walk through that door and have a seat at the table and uh, be be led, be developed, and have space to really grow uh, significantly. And ultimately, at a very high level, every man's going to leave there with a God-given vision. Our hope, of course, if someone comes into the environment and their faith is not a part of their journey, that that becomes a part of their journey. That's our desire, of course. Uh, the most important thing, though, is we want to see growth because we believe if growth's occurring, that ultimately they're going to have an experience, an intersection, an encounter with their creator uh, in that journey. We really believe that. So that's ultimately what we're trying to do is create space for that. And it's interesting, men come into it from all different walks, all different types, all different experiences. They all share one thing in common with me and every other man on the planet, which is there is some area of their life where they feel stuck. Different degree, sometimes it's really stuck, sometimes it's partially stuck, they feel stuck. And they want to get unstuck. And they, they're, they're looking for a place to do that. And that's what we provide. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, when you talk about, you know, the goal being growth, and it, it's interesting, and I wish you could see my little, my little show notes here, because I actually, one of the things that I wanted to specifically probe on it was a was a quote that you mentioned a little bit earlier in that goal of, of you know helping um you know to be men who pursue progress not perfection mm-hmm, and i think mm-hmm. that whole that to me like when i read that last night i'm like oh my gosh that just resonated so loudly because i feel like you know and it, for for men uh, uh it seems like even more for men like we're so you talk about being stuck we're so stuck with needing to be perfect you know yes. if we avoid oh, things yes. if we don't yes. master it we yeah. don't do it and and i would mm-hmm. imagine so that's why i love i love that that mission that you have or that the goal here is progress not perfection how hard is mm-hmm. it to get guys to kind of like because that requires a little bit of vulnerability, you know, and, yeah. and, and being okay with just making a couple more steps down the road. How do you, do you have to do any kind of deep programming, you know, of guys when they come in to, to reset their expectations? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm chief in that department. I mean, that's a, that's a constant struggle for me to, you know, to, 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 you know, find the right, uh, you know, spot to land with respect to this, this idea, because clearly perfection is not going to occur and at the same time, we're, we're called, you know, to be and pursue and develop ourselves in excellent ways. So the way we do it is first, we're really big on setting and managing expectations. So we try to be really clear and we try to model clear communication in our environment. So when men come in, they understand that this, they're going to have this experience where as they get exposed to what excellence looks like, they're going to have an encounter with shame. They're going to feel bad about themselves. And they go, man, I'm not worthy. And what we're there to do is to encourage them past that and to go, hey, you know, avoiding it doesn't change where you're sitting right now. You're, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So let's encounter it. You know, Henry Cloud has this great definition of integrity. Uh, he calls it the, the, the demands. Having basically the way he describes it is 
you have this courage to meet the demands of reality, right? Having courage mm-hmm. to meet the demands of reality. So we want men to expose them to uncover, to see what reality is in their life and then surround them with men to embolden them, to lift them up, to have an experience with courage to meet that. So it's really all part of our environment is structured to give men this regular small steps along the way. You know, we don't unfold the whole program to them on day one. It's like a small step each month. They take a step forward. Yeah. That's so cool. I just, I just love it. Who, you know, so, so here you're, I'm just picturing the, the, because I know it's in person, but I'm sure I would imagine there's a lot of participation in Unravel. That's also just virtual. Oh, the most are right now around the country for sure. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm kind of picturing this sort of like, you know, this factory, this sort of Unravel factory where you just, you know, you make, you're modeling and, and just helping all these guys, you know, get better. When we think of, when you think of the men in your life, okay, so, because now you're one of the, you're one of these guys for the, for mm-hmm. all of the unravel, you know, the army of un- unravelers out there, okay, they're looking mm-hmm. to Mark Jordan and everybody that you've assembled. Who were those guys for you? you like growing up, you know, like who, mm-hmm. when you look back on your life and think of the men who were really formative in shaping your character and specifically maybe around faith, who are some men that, that come to mind? Yeah, I, I think some of my really big encounters with mentors in my life occurred after graduate school. Yeah. You know, I first got connected with some some men a lot older than me who mentored me really well in business. And I didn't know it at the time. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand the, the, the blessing that I had, the gift that I had. But that's what I, I would say first was, you know, from that standpoint of, of really mentoring in business. And then, and some of those guys were also men of faith that mentored that mentored me well in faith. And I would say my, you know, prior to that, I think my faith experience, the way I, I think about it very broadly is I have great clarity and confidence and faith and in, in where I was headed, you know, in terms of salvation, in terms of understanding of my place in eternity. I didn't really have as much of a um, uh, an understanding, um, an, an interaction with that in a daily basis. So it was kind of, I would call it more of a part of my life. Like, let's say there's faith, family, friends, fitness, finances. We like to talk about those and unravel. And I'm, I think I had faith as probably a segment instead of having it the DNA that threads through everything. Mm-hmm. So everything falls under that. So a- after graduate school... We got plugged into, I got plugged into a church in, in Houston, Second Baptist, and Ed Young was a pastor there. And, and that was really probably the first sort of experience I had in taking a leap forward and seeing that more interwoven through all of those things in my daily life. And I think second after that, then became one moved to Atlanta uh, and got involved in men's groups for the first time. Uh, and that would have been in the, I guess, late 80s, got involved in men's groups. And wow, you know, just seeing that on a daily basis uh, was very impactful uh, for me. And so I think those were probably, and then so many spiritual, I mean, Andy Stanley, my pastor uh, in Atlanta at North Point was a huge impact uh, for me in growth. Ken Boa has been a really powerful mentor of mine who is just a you know, wonderful, brilliant mind that has impacted me in 
in so many ways. And I could go on and on, but yeah. those are some examples. Yeah. Well, I love how you talk about it. Like, like DNA, like the strands of DNA, you know, that just sort of like, instead of, cause I think the other <clears throat> thing, and, and I don't know if this is more endemic to men than women, but I think we also do you know, a, a pretty good job of uh, compartmentalizing things, you know, right. well, I got my work right. life and I got my family life and I got my buddy life, whatever. And, uh -huh. and, and I think the more, and with the work that, that you're doing, the example that you're leading, even outside of unravel of just showing how, you know, our faith are, is, is it's us. Like it's, it comes out every, everywhere, you know, it's, right. and it is right. that DNA, you know? Right. Right. And it's part, the other thing that, yeah, I think back the theme through all of that for me that I've learned is serving. It's so interesting because when you serve, your first reaction, particularly early in your serving career, is that, man, I'm really helping these people. I'm going to do all this, you know, this wonderful stuff to help. What you learn, though, is, and you know this from, from all the endeavors you're involved in, is that you get back so much more yeah. than you give. And that's really the theme through all of this. And ultimately, that's what we're the part of the journey that we want men to to sort of be awakened to is that as you pursue excellence, part of it is becoming a better leader and uh, serving well, learning to serve well, because you grow more when you're doing that. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we could talk all day about unravel, but uh, then we wouldn't be able to uh, get to the fun segment of the show. Okay. So this is the last, uh, this is how we land the plane here on mana. So okay. we ask the same three questions of every guest. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then we, Promote the hell out of it. No, 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 no. Uh, it's just a nice, uh, nice, way to, nice way to end the show. So, uh, fun segment question number one. If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day, you got the whole day with Jesus, what are you going to do with Jesus? Hmm. Wow. Um, my first reaction uh, would be to say, oh gosh, this is going to be a good opportunity to find out all of my blind spots. All right, Jesus, help me see so clearly all of my blind spots. Then though, I think to myself, I don't think that's what he would want. I think what he would want for me to just experience him and enjoy him for the day. And that's not really specific, but I think about just being with him and taking that in and experiencing enjoying uh, moments with the creator yeah. and savior. Beautiful. It can be as simple as that. And that's, that's a full day for sure. All right. Fun time question number two, if you could go to church with any other guy living or dead, famous or not, who are you going to go to church with? Hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's, I'm, I'm going to give you two, if that's okay. I th I'm thinking one from my current, from, that's alive today. And I mentioned him earlier, and that's Ken Boa. Um, attending church with Ken Boa, I think, would be a wonderful uh, experience. Ken's, uh, like I said, been an important mentor in my life. And he's a, a genius a creatively, uh, theologically, and just so many different areas. And to experience that with someone like him, I think, would be cool. If I had to think back... You know, I think another person would be Paul, you know, his passion mm. and energy uh, and focus just to experience church, you know, with him within that context, I think would be really cool. Yeah. 
Well, and then, and then, you know, during the readings, you could lean over and just say, did you <laughs> Yeah. Could you explain that a little bit more? That's, <laughs> exactly. I, that, that was my hidden agenda. I wasn't going to mention that, but that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking, man. Just there's some things here I'd love for you to explain that would certainly uh, simplify things a bit. Oh, that's great. All right. Fun segment question number three. And, you know, on this one, Mark, you could just go to your own website and just like pick off, you know, any one of these many little sort of nuggets that you already have. But if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man, okay, a little further upstream about, about living, living the life that you're helping so many men live now, which is a, you know, a life of faith, life of purpose, a uh, life with Christ. What would that one piece of advice be? Hmm. You know, I'm tempted to say uh, pursue excellence, but we've already covered that so much. So mm -hmm. I think, um, as I look back on my life, uh, what I would like to tell my young self would be have more sincere curiosity. Mm -hmm. I really think curiosity, that word is impacts so many areas of our life that we can bring sincere curiosity to everything that we're involved in, whether it be in, uh, relationally, politically, vocationally, all of these things, curiosity to what's the people we're interacting with, what they're thinking, why they're thinking and how they're thinking. I mean, I think it would really help us to grow more and help us to have a, a deeper understanding and allow us to make a much bigger impact and, and have broader influence than we have today. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, the, the, uh, again, the, uh, I don't know what to call it, prog uh, platform program process. It's called unravel. So everybody go to unravelgroups.com to check that out. And, uh, so much more. I mean, we've taken 26 minutes here. There's, there's much more to explore. So I encourage everybody to check that out. And Mark Jordan, just want to thank you again for all the all the work you're doing and sharing just a little bit of it here today to uh, to kind of inspire us to to get on our own or stay on our own journeys and uh, and maybe uh, go check out uh, Unravel. So thanks again. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great uh, spending time with you. Thank you for listening to Mana. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.